Thank you guys so much for tuning in to Please Handle with Self-Care. I am your host, Megan Touchstone, and I am super excited to dive into today's self-care topic. Today, my guest speaker Jessica and I will be talking about journalism and how it can help relieve the stressors of life. We will be specifically talking about senior year stressors, such as ACT and SAT testing, college applications, college decisions, scholarships, and preparing to move away. However, journalism can be useful for anyone. So even if you aren't in high school, you can gain something from this episode. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a rating, and a review. This will help more people discover us and learn more about self-care. Thank you, guys. So anyhow, let's get started. Hey, Jessica. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How about you? I'm doing pretty good. So tell us a little bit about yourself, your experience with journalism and mental health and stuff like that. Sure, absolutely. Um, I currently work part-time for Sarasota County Schools as the arts integration and social-emotional learning, uh, really wellness specialist. So I get to integrate social-emotional learning and the arts to help students take better care of themselves, to help uh, learning really stick, to help them go deeper with their understanding of different subjects. And I do that mostly in the elementary world, but I'm starting to branch out to middle school and high school as well. And then I also do consulting. So I get to now virtually travel the country and do the same kind of work. Uh, I've been creating lots of videos and online courses, and that's been really fun. But once the pandemic slows down, hopefully I'll be on the road and traveling a little bit again, hopefully not too much because I do like to stay close to home in Sarasota. And in addition to that, I have been teaching yoga and meditation for the past, oh gosh, it's probably about 13 years now. I was certified 11 years ago, but I brought it into my classroom before then and really got to experience the benefits with my students. And just thinking about journaling and journalism and how to kind of document our process and what we go through if we have other self-care strategies like movement or breathing. Journaling has always been a really wonderful way for me to document kind of what's going on for me and make goals and objectives of where I want to be, where I'd rather be, and then kind of figure out how I'm getting in, in my own way. So that's been a really great process for me. About five years ago, I was diagnosed with cancer. And so that was a, that sent me for a really big whirlwind. And journaling was a huge piece of my healing journey and really giving me the ability to trust myself and listen to my inner wisdom as I navigated that really difficult part of my life. I am so sorry to hear about that, but I'm also so happy that you were able to find a way to, uh, you know, find a way to help document that and help process those emotions that come with a diagnosis like that. Because that is, that can be scary and being able to use self-care strategies can really help with that fear and all those weird emotions that go through you when you get a diagnosis like that. Absolutely. Yeah. So what we're going to be talking about today is a little bit about senior year stressors, because I know a lot of my audience is probably going to be around my age. But obviously, even if you're not a senior, if you're just someone who's way past that stage, you can still get something from journalism, just like Jessica mentioned how she was able to use it when she got diagnosed with cancer. Some senior year stressors include ACT and SAT testing, college applications, college decisions, you were either accepted, which is great, waitlisted, which can be sometimes disappointing and sometimes stressful because you really want to go there. But then at the same time, you're not sure if you're going to get off that waitlist. Deferred, 
which is kind of like a second chance. And then the bad news denied. And then we also have scholarships you have to apply for, deciding where we're going to go to college. And that can consist of going to college events, tours, finding which college fits your personality, the college that has the best program for your major, campus size, how far away from home is campus, and then other extenuating circumstances. Like for me, I had to think about my health because I'm disabled. And then applying for housing. And then all the normal school stuff in between, like community service, extracurricular activities, tests, quizzes, midterms, finals, all that fun stuff. (laughs) And then with that, you have to balance your social life and your family life. And then later on, which is a little bit after senior year, but you start thinking about it during your senior year, is moving away from home. So through journalism, we can help process any emotions we're going through with any certain stressful times. And Jessica has a lot of experience, as we heard, with self-care, especially journalism. So we're going to be asking some questions about how we can best use journalism during these stressful times in our lives. So Jessica, back to you. You mentioned this a little bit, but why don't you go over some benefits of journalism in stressful times? Sure. So there are a couple of ways I use my journal. First, I'll just kind of document what's going on in my day, things that I want to remember. Um, Another one that I use regularly is a gratitude journal. So I don't know if you've heard about that. When things get really challenging, we often like search for evidence. And we don't even know we're doing this. It's subconscious, right? Of like why things are so bad, why the pandemic's so bad and why my health is so bad. And like, that's just human nature to kind of spiral. And I found that a gratitude journal helps flip the script on that. And so if I'm in a crisis, if I'm in a really difficult, challenging moment, I immediately start writing down all of the things I'm grateful for. And it can be so simple. It can literally be the fact that it's a sunny day outside. I have a roof over my head. I had an awesome breakfast this morning. I got to wake up and see my nieces and you just list and list and list. And, you know, sometimes it's more difficult than others, but I think it allows you to really flip your mindset and just see all of the things that we have going for us. And it helps to diminish all of the negativity that you may have been feeling. So that was one great benefit. Obviously, journal journalism and just kind of tracking what's going on with your day. And, you know, a lot of people knock Instagram and social media and all of that because it can get really ugly with, um, you know, people comparing themselves to others and worrying about how many likes they have. But if it's looked at as a way to kind of document a life, I think it's so beautiful. Um, if you can write in a really clear and concise way, kind of what happened in your day, something really special, um, that was a highlight. I think that's something really cool to look back on. And again, to help tell and shape your story and inspire others. So that's been a really uh, wonderful way to document process, you know, like through my cancer journey, through my career path, and now developing a nonprofit, which has been really great. And I'm able to document that and have people read it, which in the past, you know, you would have to be published in a magazine or a newspaper or have a blog, but it makes it a little bit easier for people to, to feel like a journalist and kind of writing about an experience. So that's been really neat. And the last thing that I do that might really relate to your audience members as they look at different schools and they try to envision their life at college and how it will look and what they want it to look like. 
and it's just called dream crafting. And I got that through a life coach that I worked with. And now I do the same kind of coaching where you look at different areas of your life and you write down the dream. What does it look like? What does it feel like? What does it smell like? All of that, right? And you write the dream as if you're already experiencing it. So if you were going to college, what does the campus look like? What does your room feel like? What is your teach? What is your relationship with your teacher? Do they hear you? Are you able to be in a small enough class where you know your peers? And you would write all of this out as if it already happened. And then think of it as a magnet to kind of getting clarity on what you want. And then eventually it's like, as if by magic, these things start to kind of move into your life and you start to get that clarity of where you really belong. So that's been a really cool one for me. And I mean, you can break it down into you know, what kind of um, self-image you want to have, your relationships with your family members, other relationships. You can think about um, your college career, your educational path, and what that will really look like. And I find that to be a really fun way to literally dream. You know, you can think completely outside the box. There's nothing holding you back. So that's been a really fun practice for me. Those are awesome ideas. I love each and every one of them because like with the gratitude journal, I'm going to kind of go in order with what you said. That's like a lot of us forget to actually look at the positive side. We just focus on what's wrong in our lives and everything's going wrong. And which, yes, that is good to write about that because it can help you process it. I also like how you mentioned social media because there are a lot of ways to negatively use social media and have it hurt your self-esteem. The way you mentioned using it is just awesome because something I like about journalism is when I write stuff down about things going on in my life, I can always reflect back on it and then even eventually write a reflection about what I went through in the past. And it kind of gives me a little bit of a boost because it's just like, yeah, I did this before and I got through this situation that I thought I would never get through. Like I have some disabilities that land me in the hospital a lot. And I thought Mm -hmm. each and every hospital trip it would just be like, okay, th- this is just difficult. This is too hard. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get through it. Then I can look back and it's just like, I got through it that time, which means I can get yeah. through it this time. It's clear to me that what you've gone through has shaped you into an extraordinary human being. And I don't even know you that well yet. So thank you so much. And like, I wouldn't have guessed you had cancer, to be quite honest. It's amazing. Well, amazing is probably the wrong word, but it's so strange how disabilities work because you might not not everyone looks sick all the time. Like sometimes I'm in a wheelchair, sometimes I'm in absolutely nothing, but that just kind of helps remind everyone you don't know what's going on in that person's life. Yeah. Something else I loved how you mentioned was kind of visualizing the dream of what you want to do, especially since we're talking about seniors, visualizing like the college campus that they're thinking about going to. I've been finding myself doing that a lot, but I haven't wrote it. So I I'm going to start writing that now. I just made my college decision and I've been visualizing the campus. I've been visualizing going around the whole campus because I'm thinking about going to a huge college and I've never been in like a huge place before. I've always been small town. I find some benefits I've noticed when I use journalism is I can release some emotion. Like if I do feel like complaining, I can just let out those negative emotions and then next focus on, okay, now what's going right in my life? And then I have a space to also complain, though, and release those negative emotions. So I'm not just bottling them up and they don't overflow somewhere else. It also helps me rationalize what I'm feeling, because sometimes when you just have those thoughts going through your head, you don't quite understand what you're feeling or it just feels like a bunch of jumble. But then when you write it out, sometimes you read it over and just 
understand better what's going on inside of you. And it can even help you sometimes find a solution to what you're going through. If there is a solution or help you accept, there might not be a solution. I just need to go through this and it'll eventually be done. It'll eventually, I'll eventually get somewhere good in my life. Teacher says the only way through is through. Exactly. The only way through is through. (laughs) Sometimes there's not another way to turn. Sometimes you just got to go right through those obstacles. You gave a few ideas, but the dreaming and visualizing, but what are some ideas you have for high school seniors getting into journalism? You know, I think it's nice to work from your interests, I think. So again, just kind of writing about highlights of the day and thinking about you know, who, who are they? And just starting to kind of internalize, like what, what makes them tick and kind of jotting some of those things down and then watching how they evolve, I think is a really cool way to kind of track how we evolve and grow as humans. I love what you were saying and what you wrote about emotion. So I'm really big. I, I've been reading this author, his name is Mark Brackett, and he wrote this book called Permission to Feel. And he has this mood meter in there. And there are these different quadrants. There's the red quadrant from we're feeling frustrated, stressed out, hot-headed. There's the blue quadrant for when we're feeling kind of down, depressed, lonely, all of those feelings. And then you have the green and the yellow quadrants. And the way he speaks about it is it's not like negative or you know bad emotions and good emotions. It's just there's a level of pleasantness, right? And so we want to be able to do things that get us to the yellow and the green because they feel more pleasant. And so Green is more like feeling content, feeling cozy, feeling calm. Yellow is when we're ecstatic, excited, over the moon, right? And sometimes we can be way up high and we're like super ecstatic. And then all of a sudden we have to sit down and take an SAT test. And that doesn't really work for us either either, because we're all over the place. So I think journaling can sometimes put on some music. I love to do that. I'll put on instrumental music. And I will just start to think about like, what scene, what am I seeing as I'm listening to the music? And I'll start to write that down or I'll start to doodle. And that gets me in a really calm state, I notice is a really nice tool for that. But I mentioned Mark Brackett's work because I also think it was really interesting. You're saying like, sometimes we don't even know what we're feeling. (laughs) We just need to write it down. So I think that that's a really cool tool to give us the words, like the adjectives for what the feeling is. And then it's like, okay, right now I'm feeling really down. I'm feeling really negative. I'm feeling maybe even like, I don't even love to use the word, but depressed. And I want to be here and here are all these other adjectives in between. And sometimes I like to like track the journey and see like, what are the words on the way to feeling inspired or whatever it is. And then I'll think about a time in my life where I had experienced that word on on the way to like my dream emotional state. And I'll write about that. I'll be like, oh, I remember that time, you know, I went on a canoe ride with my best friend and I felt so cozy and it was calm. We had nowhere to be. There was no rush. So sometimes that's really fun too, to like think about memories and times that you had a certain emotion that you're reaching for and to write about that. So I think that's a really interesting way to like just cope with stress and anxiety that comes with all of the things like you were saying, just the testing and the applying and Oh my goodness. I mean, I remember, I really do vividly remember back when I was applying for different colleges and I applied to way too many because I was so nervous that I wouldn't get into any. And I got into many, many schools, but, you know, even having an acceptance letter from a school that I really wanted to go to being rejected or waitlisted from another school, it did a number on my self-esteem. It's like, why am I not good enough? You know, I put forth this effort 
And it would just be that feeling of not good enough that we all experience throughout our life. And so if we can spin those challenges and be like, if I can pull myself out of this, look at the mood meter and how this, you know, reaction from this college made me feel. If I have the tools, whether it's writing or movement or music and journaling or drawing to get myself to a better state of mind. Wow. That's really powerful because I'm going to experience this again in life, you know? So I just think it can be really empowering to have those tools. Something else I noticed is being able to find a positive feeling you had in a moment that wasn't, that wasn't fun. Like I know I've probably mentioned this a lot, but times I've been in the hospital, I can remember it wasn't, the whole experience wasn't fun. Like hospital isn't fun, but I can remember different times that were positive, like being able to sing with the music therapist or, or I went to children hospitals a lot. And if you played games, sometimes you'd get prizes. And I remember getting this huge stuffed bear with like reversible sequence on it. And just times Mm. like that, being able to remember you were able to find positives in the hard times before which means you can find positives in this hard time. It's still possible to get good memories out of a hard time. And being able to remind yourself that is just awesome. Some other ideas I have for people around my age, high school seniors. If you got accepted into your dream school, write about the flood of excited emotions you're getting. I remember when I got accepted into my dream school, it was, I had mixed emotions because I wasn't quite ready to go off that far yet. But at yeah. the same time, it's just like, I've always wanted to go there. <laughs> and Where is it? Tell us. I, I'm going to be a gator. UF. Oh my gosh. That's so exciting. <laughs> Thank you. It's, but you're going to live away from home. Yeah. yeah it's, it's a long ways and it's a big city too. And I'm not used to big cities. So that's what's going to be scary. <laughs> That'd be great. Congratulations. So exciting. Thank you so much. And I just committed yesterday. So... <laughs> but I got accepted into my dream school and that was just amazing I had to rationalize everything I was thinking though so writing down the emotions and being able to look at it at a later time too but if you get rejected from your dream school that can come with a whole load of emotions that are on the red side of the spectrum right write everything out I would write those emotions out too you can reflect Mm -hmm. on it in a later time but then it also just helps get them out so you don't blow up later because that's not a healthy way to do it but then also gratitude journal afterwards write about the colleges you were accepted to it's Mm. hard but to be able to focus on the positives another thing I almost forgot about your goals what goals do you want to accomplish this year is there like a certain score you want to get to or is there a personal goal you want to grow in a certain way like for me procrastinating less (laughs) yeah I would like that too. I still am at times. I can relate. (laughs) Maybe it's not like a goal isn't like you either did it or didn't. Maybe how close are you? You know, like on a scale to one to 10, like how far did you get? And then you just keep going, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like I'm halfway there or maybe it's Mm. not a certain end. There's no actual beginning or end. It's more complicated than that. Progress. Yeah. Another question I have is for those that are scared to get into journalism for whatever reason, like they don't think they'll stick to it or they think it's uh, too time consuming. What's your advice? So that's a funny one for me because if I, 
someone tells me I have to do something and I have to do it a certain time of day, I just won't do it. I'll reject it. I'm like, I am like the same now. way. <laughs> I'm feeling. When you said the procrastinating thing, I was like, I know that she has experienced this. And I just, it has to be, I have to have more freedom than that. And so if I say, I'm going to write in my gratitude journal every single day, and I'm going to do this, you know, I'm going to make an Instagram post and I'm going to document my journey every single day. No, I won't do it. It has to come more organically. But what I've found that's so funny, Megan, is I used to have these like big bound journals that were, you know, I would cart with me everywhere. And now I'm choosing ones that are really a lot smaller so I can fit them in a small purse or a backpack. So that I kind of have it when the moment strikes, when the inspiration strikes. And I have friends that even, I know this is not, you know, the most dreamy way to write, but people that actually just type in the notes on their phone, because we always have that on us, right? So it's kind of like whatever works for you. My favorite thing right now is to find like the little moleskin journals that are really tiny that you can tuck into a small bag. And I have some of my bigger fancy journals, but those were just not always realistic. I wouldn't take them everywhere. And then if inspiration sparked and I really wanted to write, I wouldn't have it handy. So I would say like, do what works for you and don't make it a pressure thing. I think you mentioned this too. Like if it's 30 seconds, if it's a word, if it's just a word that comes to you and you want to write it or doodle around it, just to inspire, then that might be enough for the day, you know, but the less, the more pressure you put on yourself, the less inspired you're going to be to write. So, but that's not for everyone. I know there are some people that really thrive on a schedule that, you know, get up early. And I used to write down what I remembered of my dreams. I don't know if you ever did that first thing in the morning. So I do have a little notebook by my bed, especially now I'm actually uh, 16 weeks pregnant and I'm having really vivid dreams. So um, that's been crazy for me to like write down what I'm dreaming and try to make sense of it. So it's been really interesting. So I don't know. I think that there's, you have to figure out what works for you and what's going to keep you consistent and be flexible with yourself and not so hard on yourself if you forget one day or you're just not inspired to write. You know what I do sometimes? Like if I don't feel like physically writing, I do a voice memo. I'll just like talk into my voice memo as my train of thought. And that's a nice, nice way to capture it. So, or I'll put like voice to text, you know, if I want to, like something hits me and I want to write it down or get it out, just like make, make it accessible, you know, like have it there at your fingertips, I think is, is key. That's an awesome idea. So do you have some tips for seniors who are ready to explore journaling as a self-care techniques? They're just starting to get started and they're like, okay, I'm going to do this. Any tips? I think the easiest place to start is with the gratitude journal, you know, and it helps everyone around you. Like you start to realize the people in your life that you're grateful for that have supported you all through your high school, school age career, all of it and on. I think that's a great place to start really not stretching, like not really thinking about, oh, I'm grateful for these big goals that I've accomplished and all that, but literally like I'm healthy. I'm not in the hospital this week. I don't have cancer, you know, like it's beautiful outside. I get to go, you know, walk out and see the flowers and the trees. Like it can be so simple. And, you know, even just as simple as like, there's clothes in my back, there's food on the table. I think it puts us, it just starts to make us understand how privileged and how lucky we are to have all of these things. So I think that's a really nice place to start because life can get really stressful. It's never too early to start dreaming up your life and even beyond college like what does your career look like what do you what kind of impact do you want to make on the world 
Oh, this is a really cool one. I don't know if you've ever heard of this and it's called an ikigai and it's a Japanese concentric circles. And in the center is what they call your ikigai. But in one, so you have to imagine it's four circles, one on the top, one on the bottom, and then two on the sides. Kind of looks like a flower, but they're concentric. They're intersect, they're intersecting. And so in one circle, you write down everything you love. So just what do you love in this world? Be anything and everything. And then the other circle is what are you good at? And this is hard for a lot of people to admit what they're good at because they don't want to feel boastful, but this is just for you. So no one will hear you bragging, right? What are you good at? And then it's that which the world needs. What does the world need right now? And we can go on and on and write about that, right? All of the needs in the world. And then what can you actually do for a living? What can you be paid for? And then you examine how all of those circles relate to one another. And in the center is your ikigai. And in Japan, that really means like your reason for being, your reason for getting out of bed, you know? And they always say that when you're moving towards a career, if you found something that's your ikigai, that is something you love, it's something that the world needs, it's something that you're good at, and it's also something that you can do as your career, you have won in life. Because even when it gets hard, the going gets tough, it's not just about you. It's a world need, right? You've got to do it. It's something that you're good at. You can't like deny the world of this. And so I think that's a really cool place to start because you literally just start writing down things that you love, things that you're good at, and then thinking about the world to kind of relate to you to the bigger picture. I think that's a really cool place to start. I just worked with somebody who's pretty recently out of college and she thought that was really helpful to help steer her towards her career, her next step. So I think that would be great for high school seniors. That is an amazing idea. That's kind of what went on in my head when I chose the career path I want to do. I want to become a child psychologist. I'm really into different things about psychology. I'm really into studying different disorders and stuff like that. And then just how the human mind works. And then I also noticed there's a mental health crisis in our area, which is part of the reason I'm making this podcast. I go into it more in a different episode, so I'm not going to go too much into it in this podcast episode. It's just amazing, not amazing, but crazy how much of a crisis we're in. I was able to kind of put things I like and the things I'm good at all together and then be able to choose a career based off that and a career path. I love that idea and I love the gratitude journal. I know I said it, but I'm going to say it again. I absolutely love that idea because it can be hard for us to realize what's positive in our life. So if you had to choose your favorite thing about journalism, what would it be? I like the reflection, like looking back on how far I've come and just being able to revisit those old memories and having it documented, you know, like life goes by like this. And I think my favorite thing about it is looking back and knowing I have these treasures of moments and even the bad times, like looking back when I wrote through my experience, when I was really sick and I was going through chemotherapy, it's just something I, it just, it makes me feel like I have superpowers. Like I got through that. What, what can I get through, you know? And it's sometimes nice to reflect on how far you've come as you look forward into, you know, the future. So that's my favorite part, the reflection. I have to agree with you. It's really hard to choose a favorite. It it would either be the reflection, like you mentioned, because it's great to look back on those hard times and be able to say, I got through it. When I was in the hospital for a flare up and Mm -hmm. it just felt like the end of the world, I got through it. It's a way to rationalize our thoughts before we talk to somebody or if we choose not to talk to somebody about it. Any other advice 
you would give to a high school senior going through different stressors besides journalism or anything else regarding journalism? Just as I'm doing it, I'm like, just breathe. Remember to breathe. It's that simple tool that we always have with us. I just did a whole video lesson on this for middle and high schoolers. We're often in this fight or flight response in our bodies and we don't even realize it. And we're breathing up here in our upper chest space and our shoulders are tense and our neck muscles are tense and our jaw is tense and our eyebrows are furrowed. And if we just took a moment to really let our rib cage expand and expand the stomach, we're, we're taught in our culture to like suck it in and wear tight clothes and all of this. And it's just garbage because it's constricting our breathing. I'm telling you. So the more we can really soften our abdomen and allow the breath to flow fully into the, really the depths of the lungs and, and let the, let the stomach expand with the breath, the less tension we're going to have in our face and our neck and our jaw and our shoulders. And the better we're going to feel, our body will realize like we're not in fight or flight response anymore, stress response, and we'll feel more relaxed. You know, our body will be less inflamed and we'll have more clarity in our thinking and our goal setting. So just breathe. I think one thing that I really, um, one very simple breathing technique that I use is just to try to inhale on a count of four. And then I hold it for just a count of two at the top and then exhale for a count of four. And sometimes that's a little too long and I can shorten it, but it's super helpful for me. I can do it standing in line at the grocery store if I'm already running late or if I'm in traffic. I don't close my eyes if I'm in traffic, but I find that it really helps. And even if you're having a difficult conversation with somebody to just notice your breathing and try to ground through your feet and take a nice deep breath, it allows us to be less reactive and more responsive and better listeners in life. That was awesome. I remember I used to do theater and singing. And that was like one of the top things they taught us was to breathe through your diaphragm. But when we're thinking about breathing sometimes or if we get nervous, we start breathing Mm. through our chest and that's not the proper way to breathe. Or with theater, you can't project as much. Within self-care, it's getting all tense and that's kind of doing the opposite of what you want to do. Breathing through the diaphragm is the actual proper way to breathe. Seems so simple, but it's really, it's a powerful tool. Self-care doesn't look the same for everyone. Everyone has a different self-care technique. So whatever self-care technique works for you, as long as it's not hurting anybody or yourself, do it. Because even if that's like standing like a superhero, we got an email today. I get emails every week about different self-care techniques from the organization I'm working with right now. Oh, great. And this week's was stand like a superhero. I love that. Like, what would mine be? (laughs) It was like, stand, like, put your shoulders out, put your chin up. And at first, at first, it sounds so silly. But then once you think about it, it's like, okay. It changes your mood. (laughs) (laughs) So even if it's something silly like that, and then remember to take tons of breaks, self-care breaks. Burnout is real. Senioritis, you do not want to do bad at the end of the year because your colleges are going to get your final transcripts and your admission is conditional. They can take it away if you Mm, completely flunk. So don't get senioritis and don't burn out. In fact, even though you're on a time crunch, like, oh, I got to get this done and this done and this done, likelihood is you will get it done slower if you stress. Like I notice my work, I get done faster 
if I take lots of breaks in between, as silly as it sounds. Pace yourself. And enjoy. Enjoy it. It goes by too fast. I can't even believe I'm graduating next week. It it goes by way too fast. So enjoy every single second, including the parts where it feels like the world is ending. Finally, one last question. If there was only one thing our audience would remember from this episode, what would you want it to be? Oh my goodness. What you just said was so powerful. (laughs) Like, I think what you just were mentioning is so powerful that, you know, like rejection can lead to another opportunity. It's not the end of the world. Just stay open to possibilities. And journalism really helps us to pace ourselves through the journey and reflect on what we do have, even when things go wrong, you know? So I would love that to stand out in your listeners' mind. Thank you so much, Jessica, for coming on. You have a lot of insight. You've definitely been through a lot, but you've been able to grow from it. Thank you. I see the same in you and you're so much younger than me. So imagine where you're going to be when you're 38. That's how old I am. Oh my goodness. Just keep going. Keep sharing your beautiful wisdom and your heart and your story with the world. I feel so lucky that I got to be a podcast guest because I think you're really onto something here and I hope you keep on sharing your voice. Thank you so much. And I hope you keep on sharing yours and helping people. Thank you so much. And it was such an honor to have you on here. And I think that's all the time we have left. Life can leave us fragile, but please remember to handle it self-care. Don't forget to subscribe and leave feedback. Thank you. Tune in next time and see you guys. (laughs) 